Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, everybody, to the official seventh episode of the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. We got it Finally, right. without actually messing up. <laughs> <laughs> here, let me turn down this recording real quick. This thing is super loud here. Sorry okay. to your ears. No, I think we're good now. Yeah, that should be good. Okay, so let's get into it already. So um, first off, we want to say, uh, you know, we like this response to the last episode that we have. We Wait, before we get started, yeah. uh, my name is Sara. That is Amir. Oh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already know by this point, honestly. I know, but for any new listeners, if okay. you guys are out there. Yeah, well, my name is Amir. Her <laughs> name is Sara. Got a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh what was i well, see, see, now i just watched no, you were you were thanking everyone for the response to oh last yes week's episode thank you for the response to last week's episode um like we kind of had an idea that there would be a response we didn't know how big of a response it would be mm-hmm. but you know we should have probably expected it because it is a hot button issue or hot topic in hot the community topic. so um we'll Did definitely you expect that Huh? Did I think you? we. I think when I fr- when I eventually when we started seeing all the responses, I was like, yeah. it makes sense because this yeah. is a very similar response that we've always seen to something like this, especially whatever we have in group. Uh, whenever we have like a group outing, or whatever, it's like yeah. it's always the thing that gets everybody it. most heated and everybody talks about it. So of course, everyone's gonna have an opinion on it. Yeah. So it made sense that a lot of people shared that opinion. That's true. Afterwards, and, you know, I think Amir and I. Uh, you know, it seems like we're sitting on our phones waiting for the messages to come through, but unfortunately not. I mean, you know, we thankfully we both run that page, so yeah, I was answering. Sada was the MVP. Was she kind of <laughs> took over there for. <laughs> he he was answering some DMs too. So mm-hmm. if you guys are having conversations, he he actually said, "Hey guys, it's Amir." Yeah, <laughs> I would put responding. my name in the beginning there. <laughs> yeah, I noticed for the that. Where r- 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 responses <laughs> that I would give. Um, uh, but because of the overwhelming response and, and some people hit me up personally, mm-hmm. I don't know if they did with you as well, but, um, yeah, yeah they definitely did. We, we made the executive decision that we're going to have our first Instagram live. And if anyone knows me and Amir personally, I think this podcast makes us sound like we're super like out there, mm-hmm. but I'm sure we're both like, I don't know. Are you scared? Cause I'm scared. No, I'm not scared at all. What are you okay, fine. You're gonna run the live. I will. Are you fine. actually nervous? Now you're gonna make me nervous. I get nervous when other people get nervous. Okay? Really? Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen you nervous ever a day in my life. Because huh? I hide it very well. That's mm. why. Nah, I'm shaking in my boots and uh-huh. my socks. I'll get nervous about <laughs> it a few hours later when I think about. Oh, I should have said that. I should have said this. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. Okay. After the fact. <laughs> no, because after it happens, I'm like, whatever. You know, you yeah. can't change it now. But beforehand. No, I'll think about it till I till I to my grave. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be like sweating profusely, like oh, this okay. Is be so but shoot, we we literally have like 45 minutes to record this because we, we have that live literally right after we finish this recording. Let's get so into it. Let's get into it because we do have a somewhat hot another hot button issue. Hot top. Where I feel did like you get a hot button w- from? I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't hot know topic. why I keep saying that. <laughs> hey y'all. Amir just jumping in here in the edit. I uh, just want to clarify, I was right. Okay, hot button is a real word. You can check it up on the Webster Dictionary. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. <laughs> but here, let's just get into it. Um, so, 
we kind of wanted to like, I, or at least there's a thought that came up to me where I was like thinking about the, whether black culture in general, like can meld with East African culture and mm. African culture in general, because um, I've noticed over the time that at least in our community, that there has been a shift to where like the black culture or let's say African-American culture, black culture is so broad. Yeah. African-American culture and, and pop culture and all that has kind of overtaken our own culture in a way to the point where I feel personally like some people within our community are almost um, in unrecognizable as. Oh, my God. You hatteries. sound like you sound like the parents. Huh? You sound like the parents. Hey, you know, I didn't say that all my opinions are going to be the the right no, ones. No, no, I know. I'm just saying like that reminds me of things that like my mom would say sometimes. Yeah, because there is, like, I could literally go to a community of Haredi people or not Haredi people. I can see a bunch of Haredi people not recognize them as Haredi people until maybe, or maybe some of their features that you would recognize mm. as Haredi people, Haredi people. But that's the only thing. Like everything else about them, nothing speaks. Like the way that they speak, the way that they dress, the way that they yeah, act. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That's what brought up the kind of thought and also it was a little bit of the black lives Mo- matter movement mm-hmm. that sort of sparked this thought in my head really yeah and not in a negative way i'm not mm-hmm. saying like is it compatible in like a negative way like is it is it uh, uh putting us down in a way and because black culture in itself is like be- can be beautiful and how culture is very beautiful as well yeah um but kind of it looks like at these at least at this point mm-hmm. that one is winning over the other when it comes mm. to our community specifically and maybe in the com- African community in general. Um, and there was a question I wanted to ask you. So like, why do you think that just Africans in general assimilate so quickly to this general black slash African American culture whenever they come over here? Cause that's a good question. Yeah. Cause like I just to give you a small thought there that I had about it is cause like usually you see people from, uh, like let's say an Arab country, the people from an Arab country, they'll come over and they'll still keep a lot of their identity, the things that make them different and and they'll showcase that and it's very apparent that they're not trying to assimilate and mm. maybe assimilation is good in some ways, but I feel like you should be holding on to a lot of that, more of that culture than we already do, at least in our community. So you answer that. So why do you think we assimilate so quickly? Um, you know, as you were saying that, a specific memory popped into my head and Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but like, I'm holding in my laughter right now. Why? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Because, okay, it just reminded me of that, but I'll I'll get, I'll answer the question after. The story is, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was in like 11th or 12th grade. Uh, My cousin Hanan and I were, we were in the same high school, so we were in the same class and it was like a world issues class or something. And we were this topic or whatever this, I don't even know the unit. What did, what did you call it in school? That subject or whatever? That that chapter yeah, whatever, that we were you know studying? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. The class. It was like world music. Yeah. So <clears throat> people are picking music from all different parts of the country, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the world. Mm-hmm. We're like, uh, should we just do like Harari music? Mm-hmm. That's what we know. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't really put too much thought behind it, but we're like, okay, let's do it. So we're like researching. We did this beautiful mm-hmm. report. And then par- for, the, for the presentation, mm-hmm. we... <laughs> We thought it was a good idea to wear like our cultural clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me y'all came in. So we were gay enough. Gay enough. And men fought, and we were like 
when I tell you, Amir, I was like trembling, first of all. Okay. That wasn't even the worst part. That yeah. wasn't even the worst part. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the the presentation, yeah. we had to display a music video. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me it's Hablule or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Okay. Okay. So we didn't test. <laughs> We didn't test the TV volume yeah. <laughs> beforehand, okay? When you were like playing the yeah, music I'm video. this mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine, you know how anyone who knows the Hablul music video, you know how it starts with the thunder. Yeah. <laughs> the thunder in the rain. Yeah. And so it's like <laughs> blasting in the past. <laughs> and because we were already so like embarrassed, I literally yeah. had tears streaming from my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because we were so embarrassed. Like, yeah. I was literally hysterically, hysterically <laughs> crying from laughter, <laughs> and so was Hanan. We were so embarrassed that we just stood there laughing while Hablun is blasting <laughs> in our classroom. And so my teacher, like, yeah. we're really close with her. Mm-hmm. She saw how much we were laughing, and she was dying of laughter. Yeah. Like, because, I don't know, it just looks like the music video was filmed in, like, the 80s yeah. or something with the green screen and all that. Yeah. So just remembering that and i like looking back now i'm like why was i so embarrassed like mm-hmm. that was such a great music video and the meaning behind that song yeah like, you know what i mean but and then and then it, while you were talking i mm-hmm. had another flashback of when i was a kid i remember i think it was like grade two they brought up ethiopia as one of the poorest countries in the world mm-hmm. and i sat there like the only black kid in my class like yeah. oh my god like i'm from there and everyone's like it sounds like Fruitopia, Ethiopia. And I was like, actually, it's Ethiopia. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, is mm-hmm. that I never told anyone when I was in elementary school that yeah. I was from Ethiopia because mm-hmm. I was like ashamed that it was known as the poorest country in the world. So I guess well, technically so it wasn't. That was just like the I whole know, I know, stigma but, about right. it. Yeah. But t- so to answer your question, I think mm-hmm. part of the reason why they assimil- assimilate to quote-unquote black or african-american culture mm-hmm. especially when they come here to mm-hmm. canada america the western world yeah is because um i don't know if like for me mm-hmm. i think the easiest answer if like in my personal experience is so that you can stick in and you don't have to stick out mm. uh, sorry fit in fit in yeah <laughs> yes, <not stick> in. <laughs> and i guess that that does make sense because i have to dry my tears <laughs> yeah you literally have tears streaming down your face <laughs> Yeah, because you always hear those like terms they used to use against Africans, like African booty snatchers, uh, scratchers, and Isn't like baboons, uh, and yeah, like I think that I don't, I don't think other black people made those terms though. I feel like there were s- no between between people made it. between black people within America or Canada mm. and Africans. There was they would like make jokes about Africans, and they sort of make a- jokes about Africans. Well, now it's sort of kind of melding together. But I feel like in black culture in general, insult mm-hmm. is a love language. You know. Yeah, I guess so. So they did it to initiate us into that. Yeah, into exactly. Culture. <laughs> yeah, but the as they're initiating us into that culture, so like we have we had an opportunity to kind of meld the culture into mm-hmm. it, into African American culture, and bring what we are the best parts of our culture to it. Yeah. But I feel like instead of doing that, we sort of just threw away a lot of the the aspects of our culture. And kind of just adopted everything about black culture and hundred percent and like uh like I mentioned earlier we're b- to the point where we became unrecognizable as our own people, and that only ha- that only took one generation that's <laughs> the thing know. it only took one generation for that to happen. Think about two generations, three generations to the point where Harari will be like a distant memory oh a hundred percent we're gonna be talked <clears throat> about 
maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> in the history book. Yeah, like of course we have the Hutter people who are still in Hutter, but even Hutter, which is currently under its own turmoil and mm-hmm. is under attack by other ethnicities that are trying to claim uh, rule or uh, ownership to the territory. Yeah. So we might not even have that land. Inshallah, that doesn't happen. But you know. Yeah. Prepare for the worst. Yeah. Prepare if you prepare for the worst. Multiple multiple generations after this, if because all the only people that are left there are probably the elders. They're gonna die. Yeah, exactly. And there's gonna be no one there to left to cultivate or and and uh, preserve that culture. Exactly. Um. So it's gonna be left to us. And um, of course, there's always that topic about like we have to continue the culture and build up. But you know that that African American culture was too enticing because. It's but why is it enticing? I feel like. If you look into not just Harari culture, mm-hmm. any any culture that you come from, yeah. if you if you relate to this podcast where, you know, maybe you're a first generation of whatever yeah. ethnicity that you are. Yeah, because I feel like we are speaking specifically about Hararis, but this yeah. is something probably a lot of African communities can yeah, relate like to. When we're saying, when we're speaking <coughs> about Harari culture, it's because we're just relating it to our personal experience, mm-hmm. but I'm sure people from any other culture that mm-hmm. are first generation in, in North America or wherever you're from mm-hmm. can relate to this, but it, it's... It's weird to me that you just said, like, it's enticing because Harari culture is so rich. Like, there's so much history behind it. If you really, like, look into it and the reasons why they do certain things, the fact that a lot of our culture is carried through songs that um, our Mm -hmm. grandmothers made. Like, isn't that amazing? That's Mm -hmm. so unheard of. And um, it kind of makes me sad that, you know, we, or for me anyway, that I used Mm -hmm. to be ashamed that you know I, I was from ethiopia or my yeah. parents are from ethiopia i was always proud about it i don't know what you're talking about okay have you ever Forget brought Sarah, like guys have you, know, you listen <laughs> have you ever brought <laughs> in a thermos to school and then you open it up and everyone's like what is that okay smell? no i didn't go that far exactly mm-hmm. and when you get clowned yeah for that <laughs> then you're like mom i just want bologna sandwiches from now on okay thank you well i was a weird kid who didn't like a lot of the cultural food at first so it's true i got I a lot of hate for that when i was younger yes i know um but i think to kind of answer that question again of like why do we assimilate so quickly i think it's because a lot of other communities or a lot of other people from the world whenever they come to america or canada they usually find their community and they stick in a certain area that's very true but and and how did we, we did that yeah they did for a first. while we did that we had jameson area for people from toronto we had that teasdale area. we had teasdale <laughs> And we had like a center to come to. We all lived in the Scarborough area. Eventually, we all kind of lived in the Scarborough area. True. To where we could like build that community. And we were actually strong for a good time there where we, we had like a good community going. We had the soccer league going. Like, I feel like we all knew each other to a point. I have an answer to that. I was going to uh, finish your point. Okay. And then eventually people started like moving to more distant mm-hmm. areas. Mm hmm. And then, of course, those Hadari kids who are by themselves, like in our in our case, I, I actually stay in Scarborough, so I kind of that's why I still have a lot of this Hadari pride and like I have a lot of culture right. cultural pride with me. Right. But a lot of them live in neighborhoods where they're probably the only Hadari kid in that neighborhood. Yeah. So the only other kids they can probably relate to are other African American or African Canadian or just black kids in mm. general. Yeah. So then you just start to kind of meld into that, and then uh, because maybe at that point maybe your culture wasn't emphasized as much by your parents because like in the last episode we talked about relationships Mm -hmm. a lot of the focus was not really on culture but more about um education Mm -hmm. and getting a good job so you you kind of forgot about culture for a time Mm -hmm. and i feel like that distance being away from your people 
and and uh, not emphasizing your own culture enough led and and also religion as well because our culture is also so tied with the religion exactly led to a lot of just kind of um, assimilating assimilating into the black community as a whole yeah and unfortunately our culture took and a hit took a hit exactly yeah yeah I agree with that mm-hmm. but I was also gonna say you know because. Ultimately, it starts from our parents' generation. They're the ones yeah. who came here first, right? Yeah. I was going to say that when uh, when a lot of the parents came to Canada, America, Europe, Australia, mm-hmm. wherever you are, mm-hmm. they didn't just walk on over like it was their choice. They yeah. left under pretty bad circumstances, yeah. which, you know, maybe one day we'll get the privilege of bringing some parents on here and they can talk about their experience. Exactly. But, you know, when they came here, they went through so much to even get here. Mm-hmm. So imagine like <laughs> actually i remember a story mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad told me this one time he said that this one guy recently came from ethiopia and, yeah. and they were already working at this point but they got him a job where they were working yeah and um i don't know if he like just didn't have deodorant or what it was <laughs> <laughs> i know it's going okay but he had just recently had mm-hmm. like hulbat marakh, and if you guys oh, don't know what no. that is it's like injera with like uh beef stew and yeah and whatever anyway it's very pungent if you yes, eat it it kind super of pungent. it like comes out of your sweat mm-hmm. okay so you start to smell like it so he didn't have <laughs> he didn't have deodorant yeah and so he had that for lunch and then the his pork like the co-workers complained they're like no this we can't work with him because mm-hmm. like the smell is too much yeah and so <laughs> my dad had to tell him like hey like you have to like make sure when you come to work you have to shower like you mm-hmm. have to put on deodorant like that's how it is here. They yeah. they complain if you smell that. Yeah. I don't know how it is back home, but you know, here yeah. <laughs> you got to smell good too. Now back home is free game, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's true. Two point. But so I think that, you know, maybe they did try. They came here with their culture. That's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And then they had to assimilate because they didn't want to struggle anymore. Like they yeah. came here. They're thinking this is a second chance at life. I have to start a family. I have to get married. I have yeah. to like work now, build my life here. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to fit in. I cannot rock the boat. I can't stick out. I can't make noise. I have to do whatever the people yeah. here do. It makes your life easier if you just assimilate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that in that aspect, I understand. Yeah. And then I think for some parents or a lot of parents in Toronto anyway, mm-hmm. once they did start to have kids, of course, they want to teach them the culture. They want to teach them the language, mm-hmm. religion, whatever it is that's important to mm-hmm. them. Um, but, you know, in our society, we, not all of us had the luxury of having one parent at home to do that because mm-hmm. you really do need to spend time with your child to teach them this information. Yeah. Right. Um, and so who raised us? School. Mm-hmm. They're not going to teach us Haredi culture in school. Of course yeah. not. We learn whatever Western culture teaches us. Yeah. And so from there, like, I don't know about you, but I definitely grew up at one point having like a night and I not a necessarily an identity crisis, but mm-hmm. it's like you had your home life. Yeah. And at home, it's like a certain way. But then you also had like your outside of home life. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it started off with our parents for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for us, like. You know, we didn't really have much of a choice. Some people are more cultured than others for many reasons, mm-hmm. whether they had a grandparent at home, which if you have your uh, grandma or grandpa at home, you consider yourself lucky. Yeah. Like, I wish. Remember when Uma was here? For yeah, like she was here for like a, we had both our Umas here for our, yeah. for me as well. Yeah, had them yeah. here for a couple, for a few years, actually. Or actually, what? no, no, it was a couple years for one or one year for one. And then the other one came like, like right after. Right? right after. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like a really big point as to why. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I guess that makes sense. So it comes back to a big reason why is because it's just easier to, yes. to sort of assimilate. Yeah. But I feel like there's an answer here that we should be looking for. Like, what mm-hmm. can we do? Because maybe we maybe we can look to other communities that have been able to bring their culture mm-hmm. and kind of um, make it part of the pop culture of the African American culture. Like, uh, I don't know. Like in West African, like now how West African music is say, taking over the music game. True. So I don't know what we can bring as Haris. Like we have textiles that we can bring. We have such, we have like a, a very unique style of jewelry that we can maybe bring over. So there are things that we can also bring to the culture to kind of elevate it in a way. But then aren't you afraid of like cultural appropriation? Well, cultural appropriation is also a, a bigger topic, right? Because people like, love doing that, okay? Yeah. Imagine someone tries to dress up as a gay kahat. Uh, sorry, harari kahat. <laughs> I realize how wrong that can sound. I know. I'm like, let me, let me just cut that part ga- out. Gay means like, uh, by the way, gay so, like okay, harari person is gay. So. Doesn't gay mean like the like a city? city? Yeah. So that's in the actual language of gay sinan, which means this, the language of the city. Yeah. Um, gay kahat not literally gay as English term, but it means like a the. Uh, it means a, a, a girl of the city, <laughs> a woman of the city. Woman of That's the city. What you say. <laughs> a Harari woman. Imagine, imagine mm-hmm. if I ever saw someone wearing a siasa and a melfota on Halloween, bro, I would snatch <laughs> that off of her. How dare you appropriate my culture? Mm-hmm. But anyways. But there are people who I've seen, like I think we should shout out some people who have been able to kind of, uh, meld it in uh, a more positive way, like uh, or Hanan's in, Corner. Yeah, Hanan's Corner. Her exactly. Art. Her art. Check her out on Instagram. You see, it's blowing Mashallah. up everywhere, and also yeah. like uh, my cousin Timaj Garad has been able to make music that's. I'm such a fan showcase Harari culture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, who else can we talk about? There's, well, actually, I, I should have probably brought a bigger mm, list. I was I was <laughs> waiting for you to say um uh, I'm sorry our very for own Aisha Harun. I'm sorry for anyone, but I think I think also we should shout out pages that um uh try to showcase our culture as well and bring it to places that people will see it, like on Instagram, like um I think Salam it's Salam Central. Salam Central, not Salam Central, that because that was general. Yeah, Salam Central think, yeah. for generally Ethiopian culture, but for yeah. um. What's that page? Harari Dinia. Harari Dinia. Which is All a good of page. the like Harari cooks. I think there's um, East Afro Eats. There's yeah. so many like um, cooking pages now that I'm like, yo, I need to learn how to make this and this. and Exactly. Um, Chai Nute, if you guys don't know her as well, another yep. YouTuber. Amina from the UK, another YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Aisha there's Harun, my sister. I said her. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, um, but there are also there's some, so many. Yeah, um, there's some great um, influencers um, out there. The one, uh, what? The one who Walid works with, Agent. Oh, zero? Agent Double Zero. D- double Zero. Yeah. Is it Double O Seven? No, I think it's just Double Zero. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know we're just we're shouting them out. That one's not my genre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for a to say your name. But yeah, there, but uh, I guess what we're trying to get at is that there are people out there that are yeah. great I- influences in the within our community that mm. uh, have been able to show showcase our culture in a positive way. All we're missing now is a singer. Is well, there, you know there? we have uh, the Hablu crew, right? <laughs> you know, you know what I, you know what I was thinking about Adham. the other day. Yeah, who's gonna take over Atam's spot? Um, I know, eh? I never thought. Like, about that. who's gonna be the next? Like, hey, Atam, a- Atam's a pretty, b- pretty young dude, man. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take over? I'm sure in like maybe five, six years from now, we'll have some like Harari rapper out there. You don't think like you've <laughs> never considered like maybe Start I should just... Start rapping at Harari or something. You've never tried? 
Huh? You know, <laughs> hey, I dabble in producing <laughs> here and there. You know, just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to the topic though. But uh, you had another question here. Yeah, I was we gonna saying, say. So that relates to. Yeah, go wh- ahead. You can wh- see. Through. Like, so the the issue at hand now is that mm-hmm. us as first generation Hararis, mm-hmm. East Africans, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, we're we're kind of in this position now where we're expected to carry on the culture mm-hmm. into the following generations, but it's like we know like three percent. Mm-hmm. So how what do we do in order to to kind of gain as much of that information as we can while we still can? Mm-hmm to carry it on going forward. Like, I don't want to read about my culture in a book that could have been edited or some information was taken out. And so a question that I actually asked you before we started Mm -hmm. recording was like, is it necessary for us to go back home air quotes uh, and wherever back home is for you Mm -hmm. in order for you to truly feel connected to your roots? Like, I don't think it's 100% necessary because I do know some people who are like super into Hari culture have delved into the history of it as well mm-hmm. and only recently stepped into Ethiopia or in back went back home essentially. Oh, they, so they did go. Yeah, they eventually did go, but even before they went, yeah. they did have that drive to learn a lot about the culture. So it does depend on the individual, but generally I think, yeah, it is good to have them go to back home, like especially when you're younger and spend a significant amount of time there, maybe in multiple trips or just one long trip, like in a summer trip that we know. It's like culturally at this point, everybody <laughs> has that like pilgrimage <laughs> that they do to back to go back home there's and spend always a, like, a summer there. There's always those, like, those few kids that their parents tell them they're spending yeah. the summer, but they end up like staying there for four years. You know that, you know that almost happened to us, right? Who, me? No, to me. Oh. <laughs> so like, I think it was 2007 when the... <gasps> that time you were going to stay? Yeah. When I went with uh, my cousin Murad and his dad and my dad and uh, a couple of our cousins. So we were there for maybe like three, four weeks. I, I can't remember. It was, it was for maybe three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was like getting ready to get back. Like we were in Addis at this point. And you know, when you go back to Addis, you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, you're getting ready to kind of go back home. Right. And then I th- I don't know if I saw the ticket or maybe he just told me straight up. But he's like, yeah, we're going, but you're staying here. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that. And it was and I fought to the <laughs> death because that was the same trip where when I first got to Ethiopia, I don't know if I drank something in the water, but I was bedridden for like a few <laughs> days and I had to go to the hospital. I literally couldn't move. They stuck a needle in my butt. Oh my it was God. a horrible experience yeah. to the point where I was flat on the bed. And if I tried to lift up my body, yeah, like a whole shooting pain would go through my body. It was oh the worst feeling. And then God. I fought like tooth nail. Both me and Murad just fought to try and get back. And then he's like, okay, he changed his ticket a week before they, they were even supposed to leave. Yeah. So we left almost right away after that. And then there was a whole thing where we... It took us 48 hours to get back <laughs> because we got stranded in Switzerland because our that. plane broke down or something. Thankfully, there was an uncle there who was able to kind of watch over us. Did you guys fly back by yourself? Yeah, we walked fly back by okay, ourselves. Yeah, but the, the funny thing is we were, officially, we were gonna initially just fly back by ourselves. Like yeah. I was so, sort of like cognizant enough to kind of figure it out. You were 14. Yeah, so I was, I was pretty good. Oh uh, but thankfully, there was actually someone else. Of course, there's always someone flying back from Toronto, That's right? True. So there's one of our elders who was flying back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, okay, we'll watch over him as we go back. And we spent like, I think 14 hours or maybe a full a full day because we spent the night in a hotel and everything uh oh. in, in geneva or no uh amsterdam okay 
uh because our plane something happened to it they gave us a bunch of food so all we did was buy mcdonald's and <laughs> cupcakes and we went onto these like free massage machines we ran on those like flat escalators oh but that was a God. whole trip in itself uh um, hold on wait so they were just gonna leave you two there yeah they're gonna leave us there and then we were gonna <laughs> come back two months later two months I later so, like maybe a month later or something yeah it that, was crazy that happened to me that actually happened to you i stayed there for three and a half months <laughs> Did you know you were going to stay there for three and a half months? No, because mm. uh, what I did know... I think I remember this because you were miserable. I was, like, I was like nine. Yeah. And I went with my dad. He yeah. stayed for four weeks. Mm-hmm. He left and I was there for like a week by myself. Mm-hmm. And then Sabri came, my brother. Yeah. So my brother came. He was there for... Um, actually, no, I lied. My dad was there for longer. Mm-hmm. He had a long... I don't know how he got that vacation, but mm-hmm. we were... Anyway... I was in Ethiopia for like maybe three or four weeks by myself. Yeah. And I literally thought like, this is it. I'm going to just become a local. <laughs> I learned all the little games that you play on your hands with yeah. rocks. Like, <laughs> I knew it all. But I was thankful for that trip because that's where I learned the bulk of my yeah. Gisinan. Or and I think that's language. going back to the root question of why it's important to go yeah, back. Yeah. I think that's why they did that. though. Yeah. Because I think so much of the culture is mm. within the language. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like to feel a, a stronger connection to the culture. Of course, mm-hmm. there are individuals who will feel a strong connection even if they don't know the language. Mm-hmm. But generally, I feel like no, learning the language or at least having like being able to st- understand the basics of the language yeah. really helps with your connection to your roots. So you you don't lose that. So it's, so it's a lot stronger than someone who doesn't know the language and hasn't been brought up on the culture initially or at least in a, in a deeper way. Do you say that because, like, you know, you now can understand the music? Yeah, or the exactly. Stories. And yeah. Okay. So yeah, I feel I like, n- like even me, I don't speak Hari, and inshallah, one day, like, I keep <laughs> saying one day, but I, I really need to put my foot down and kind of. We learn won't have lessons. We're gonna teach yeah, you this. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like even understanding it alone has mm-hmm. helped me a lot. Yeah. Especially when the, when we're doing the zikr and mm-hmm. like all the other cultural practices that we have, where yeah. we're speaking our own language. Yeah having some understanding of it even though there are lo- some words i don't understand here and there because yeah. it's such a deeper language i don't understand yeah um it does help build that connection internally i have to agree with that yeah so sending your kids back especially at a young age where language is still something that they're learning or yeah. it, it sticks a lot quicker because you're a sponge when you're a kid mm-hmm. really helps solidify your connection to your roots and i feel like that's why it's good to go back home uh, yeah i mm-hmm. i have to agree with that and for me like Every time that I went back, I felt mm-hmm. like I learned a little bit more. Yeah. And I learned a little bit more, and I, I was thankful for that. Yeah. So let's go back home together soon. Inshallah, man. Inshallah. I'm, I'm trying, you know, after COVID is done Ugh. completely. We're going. We're going to have down. a reunion. Everyone, let's just go yeah. back home and, like... Forget Kuba, Toronto. Let's go Kuba back I to know, Ethiopia. I still want Kuba in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next year. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, did we have... Um, like, I mean, that answered the question beautifully, I think. Yeah. Um, but did we have any other um, questions or anything else that we wanted to cover? Yeah, well, like, uh, I guess. So there was one thing in. I wanted to get back to. So, OK, so I was reading a book. Uh, I believe it was um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And near the end, he was talking about, he, of course, you know, he was part of the civil rights movement. Right. He's talking about the black struggle and he was looking for solutions like a lot of other civil rights leaders. Mm -hmm. And later in the book, when he was more enlightened with Islam and found like the right path of Islam and left the um, 
nation of Islam. Yeah. He his solution ultimately he felt like in the 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 true um, hope for the black community is to instill more Islamic values within mm. the black community because it's clear you could see what his influence or even even though the nation of not why do I keep saying nation of, yeah it's nation of Islam right that he was yeah, part of even before? though the nation yeah. of Islam that he was part of because even though their general beliefs were not correct when it comes to Islam Islam's uh, teachings yeah uh they still had a lot of the practices of islam and a lot of the um um what do you call it like the actions or like the, the manners habits, and the, the habits of islamic yeah. and and you can see how that benefited that community in harlem or wherever they were in new york yeah. Shoot, i don't know why i'm forgetting i read a whole book about <laughs> it but <laughs> sorry i didn't uh, read it yet still <laughs> but yeah of course i gave you that book like three months ago i'll get to it and <laughs> But you can see how it really benefited that community. It made them strong. It mm. made them a true force that even the government, to a point, was scared of them because of how he um, was able to bring a lot of these black people who were seen as criminals and mm. seen as lowlifes mm. and seen as thugs and uh, was able to essentially make them into um, contrib- contributing individuals, members of society. Members of society. Mm. Exactly. And they're well respected. They respected each other. They treated each other with respect. Treated other people with respect. Um, so I feel like, at least coming from an from Islamic slant, yeah, when it comes to uh, black culture and how that can benefit the black community and the black cul- uh, struggle in general, mm-hmm. I feel like we can try to instill some of those values within the black community and maybe um, show them through our own actions, of course. Uh, the benefits of following more of a, I guess, Islamic lifestyle, if that makes sense. Of course, that sounds like we're trying to convert all the black people. I mean, hey, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 like but uh, I do feel like people delving into like Islam in general can mm. really benefit uh, the black community. Of course, it won't help with the racism in I general, mean, but. To be like a little bit more specific, yeah, I think I th- what you're referring to is like maybe in terms of like if you're a businessman buying yeah. and selling honesty, mm-hmm. fairness, yeah, you know what I mean, um, not including interest. Like these are some of the things that mm-hmm. Muslim people have to go through on a daily basis. If mm-hmm. you're someone who has your own business, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and and Dean is something that's important to you. You've probably done your research and you know the ins and mm-hmm. outs of buying and selling in islam yeah or trading or whatever it is you do mm-hmm. um but aside from that it's just like having good manners yeah as w- w- in whatever profession that you have right so yeah. um yeah i definitely think that i agree with mm-hmm. um but even in our own culture like harari culture is so intertwined with islamic values yeah um, but I feel like, and this is just a personal opinion, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't agree, then too bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a lot of the parents who came and left Ethiopia, mm-hmm. the culture that they had within them, we got the watered down version. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're lucky if your parents upheld your cultural and religious values yeah. on the same platform and on the same level or, mm-hmm. you know, one over the other. But like sometimes you might get the culture aspect, but not the religion as- aspect. Mm-hmm. And so you might be doing something that is a quote unquote cultural practice, mm-hmm. but it's going against the religion. Yeah. Have you ever like seen that before? Well, yeah, there, that's why there is always that talk of like, can you 
like the, there are a lot of cultural practices, not only in African culture, but Arab culture and cultures all around the world that go yeah. against Islamic values. Yeah. And there's always that talk like. Um, oh, but it's culture. Yeah, it's, it's culture. I hate it's when like they say that. I don't know. It's it's a very it's a very hot topic, hot button issue. <laughs> hot uh, Nabat's in the room right now. Hot button issue is is like a thing, right? I don't right? think that's a thing. Have yeah. you ever heard that? Okay, that's what I thought. Because my mind keeps going to it, and then it just stops me. I'm like, mm. I know I'm saying something right here. Mm. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Hot mm-hmm. button. But that is a bigger topic where it's like... That might be a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I think we can sort of end it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we literally are... We have about... We got some a, time. Little, a little bit of time to kind of set up for this live we're going to be <laughs> doing right after this podcast. Um but yeah, I just want to hear your opinions as well. Of course, like the last podcast, we opened this whole thing to convers to conversation. We yeah. we want to hear what your thoughts are on this. If you guys have a lot to say, I mean, you never know. You might just spark up a second Instagram live. If you guys like that idea, like yeah. let us know if if you want us to if we do a topic where there's a lot to talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Amir and I are always down to do an Instagram live. We love hearing what you guys have to say, and we we learn from you as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let us know. Hit us up in the DMs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, do you have anything else to add? Uh, not at the moment. I feel like this is something else I'm going to continue to bring up since, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I like think of something after, like right after the fact. I'm like, why didn't I mention that? I, I feel like I do that all the time. People would probably do that all the time where like they, they have a, a topic, a conversation or an argument. Yeah. And then like they'll be in the shower <laughs> like three hours later and be like, are you like, yo, <laughs> can we just like re- return the time back to that? And you'd be like, you'll be so concise in that argument. Like I could just take him down with this one saying <laughs> and I'm done. Oh, so you don't send them a text afterwards? Like, by the way, I'm not done with what I was saying because I do that. You do that? Yeah, of course. I have to get the final word. No, I swallow my, toxic- my pride. Okay, That's my toxic trick. Okay. <laughs> I just have to have the final word. It is what it is. <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna end it there. Um so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Yeah, on at Cousin Connection Pod. And uh, my name's Amir. You can follow me at Amir was taken on Instagram. You can follow me at Ali Sara two underscores. On Instagram. On I Instagram. Guess, technically, why why did I why did I wait for you to say on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we were literally just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh yeah. So thanks Bye. for coming. Bye. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Zakamaria, Matiba, Zakamaria, Matiba, 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 Matiba,